0: Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads Podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. But we want you to be a part of this conversation, so join us and listen in. And be warned dad jokes ahead.
1: Hey, this is Jonathan. I'm new to Reno, single dad with two teenagers in high school. I'm enjoying life here in the northern Nevada area, taking advantage of all the great activities and new experiences this growing city has to offer. And I spend my free time swimming, skiing, and playing tennis. I find myself talking to the dog a lot. She seems to be the only one who understands me most of the time I'm at home. Welcome to this Episode of the Reno Dad's Blog Podcast. Uh, this is your host Jonathan Salkoff, and we have a special guest with us uh, this episode. So Grant Denton is with us. Um, I'm, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So Grant, uh, welcome. I'm glad you could make it. Right
0: on, man. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, you bet. So tell me, uh, tell me about. I know you have a couple programs in the works. You're a really busy guy. I appreciate the time for you to come in. Um, tell me about some of the programs you're working with.
0: So the one, uh, one that I started uh, a year ago. Is for recovering addicts for women in recovery, specifically women uh, in recovery. And It's called Rise and Grind, and it's just a basic breakdown. Is that it's a it's a it's a recovery program where we exercise, and so I train the women in the gym at six a.m. and uh, and we exercise, and then I do a wellness class where I teach them the role of exercise and nutrition and recovery. And it's a it's a twelve week program.
1: That's amazing. Um, so. What gave you the sort of, I don't know, the inspiration to do that?
0: So there's a few things. I'm in recovery myself. I was, uh, I was homeless for three years, addicted to heroin and meth. And, uh, I mean, I've been a drug addict just about as long as I've been able to get hot, you know, my whole life I've been a drug addict and I, and, um, and I was homeless for three years and, and this is exercise, nutrition, and, uh, that's what helped me okay. my way out and of of that.
1: So you discovered you discovered um healthness health and wellness and, and fitness and that was your basically your path forward.
0: That was my path forward.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell me like somebody I mean, I think it sounds really interesting. So how many people are in the program? How many people have you helped and you know how
0: we've we've had um we've had four we're coming up on our fourth graduation. We've had four graduations. We always start out with ten. Um the first graduating class was five, the second was um was six the third was six and then this one will, will be seven.
1: Oh wow so i mean that's i mean that's actually you know a, a progress it sounds like oh yeah and what are the biggest factors in in their you know people completing the the program
0: is um number one showing up yeah it's 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 impossible in a program like this a program that pushes you right uh, a program that uh that, that forces you to work against what you're, you know, what you're usually used to and forces you to be outside of your comfort zone, especially exercise. Sure. You know, anything, anything like that is huge. And so we, um, and that, so just showing up is the gig. A lot of the girl and, and what's most important is experience, right? Are are we allowed to? Oh,
1: Oh, you you can, yeah, (laughs) go for it. (laughs) So
0: it's like, I always tell them, like I tell my girls, you can't unexperience good shit won't happen a lot of times in addiction you you the for the most of the time we're having bad experiences there's not too many good experiences that happen in addiction um except for when you score when you score right drugs. but then that's the beginning of a terrible experience like so there's no real good experiences in addiction and a lot of times in recovery programs it um a lot of times in recovery programs it's uh it's not a good experience. It's sad and it's depressing. Sure. And you're reliving these things, and you're being restimulated by all these things that got you high in the first place. Sure. And that's a huge component of recovery, but I I, I believe that um, there needs to be good experience in, in 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 reinventing yourself. And so when they come in, we, we build a community, we create community, and we see to it that everybody has a a, a growth experience. Sure.
1: Yeah, I I can I can totally relate to it as a as a fitness you know, person myself, I mean, I know that it helped me through some pretty challenging situations in my past, right? I mean, getting through a divorce or getting through some, you know, challenging situations like that, you really do have to have, um, I guess, a routine of some kind. But I'm curious, uh, these women, I suspect they come from all different sort of backgrounds. How do you teach them the sort of accountability to themselves and to each other? You know, is that part of the? You know, do you guys talk about that in terms of like you know getting a, a community? You said as well.
0: So, so when when we start, they're already in a community. So we we, we we'll, we'll get girls that came from from prison. They're in the uh, they're uh, either from prison or they're in uh, a court program drug court, mental health, mm-hmm. or they're in a reunification program trying to get their kids back. And so most of these girls already live together. Either they're from the Life Changes, Inc. program or they're from um, Crossroads. Oh, okay. Or we've, we've we have trained girls um, from several different programs. But they're uh, but this, these specific ones are, are from Crossroads. They usually live together. It's group housing. So they build, they already have a community there. And um, and so when, when they come in, we, we, we team up, right? We'll team up and that coaching each other through um through things like, you know, through the exercises that we do, through the you know, through the um the hit training that we do where we're hitting one, you know, one circuit, one circuit, boom, boom, boom. And, and a lot of times we'll have a we have that eight hundred pound tire and we'll put three of them on one tire and you all gotta flip that.
1: Right. You know, right. Flip and, the tire. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And are they um uh so, are you teaching them? I I presume there's some things you're teaching them some skills that they can take with them, right? So there's some things that they couldn't if they didn't get to a gym every day, or how how often we uh, how often during the week are they going? Train two days a week. Right. So this is you know a, sort of a new routine for them. How do you know how do you teach them to go forward and kind of you know continue that sort of that you know thing?
0: The thing with that is like I, I think that a lot of times uh, in recovery and with exercise or reinventing yourself, all of this is just reinventing yourself, and it's. We call it recovery. Right. right. Yeah. It's uh, but uh, in, a lot of times in that, people we, we get overwhelmed, right? Right. Want to become a new person right away? We want our job back. Just like when when you start in a gym, when you start in a gym, you want you're your like, hey man, I want my muscle. You know, girls like, <laughs> they weigh in like the next day, and it's like I haven't lost any weight.
1: You know, and, 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 the, <laughs> and
0: the gig is it's about it's about a habit, developing a habit. It's about consistency. It's about showing up. So so in the first twelve weeks, it's it's not about muscles or losing weight or anything like that or um these are it's about a mindset it's about shifting how we think right we see ourselves and 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 it's long enough to where a few times that you know 5 a.m is an early time to wake up oh yeah and you can come up with some really convincing excuses and you'll talk yourself out a lot of cool shit at 5 a.m and if you can beat that first excuse do you know what i mean and show up no matter what then you can push yourself through other things and that's what it's more about they're going to develop like we're going to do so many exercises that they'll be able to take it home with them um and then after they graduate they'll get a membership donated t- to them by american iron as long as they show up two days out of the week at least two days out
1: of- oh that's great yeah
0: so they'll be able to sustain that and they can come back and train the girls in the next class
1: have you had that already happening oh yeah Oh, great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, and, um, and the, the cool thing is, is, is the gym is a community too, not just the, the program, but the gym. Yeah. Right? You walk into a gym, you, you, I mean, Oh yeah. when you're on the streets and you develop friendships, they're not like, the, <laughs> they're not, 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 not the, the, healthiest, not
1: yeah, the healthiest, not the healthiest. <laughs> Well-rounded friendships. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you, a house, as you, you will mean. in a gym. Right. right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, so the, the, the people in the gym, they'll, uh, they donate things to the program. They donate protein, uh, you know, the, like
1: sure, all yeah. kinds of
0: protein shakes and all kinds yeah. of nutrients and things like that. They'll, they'll just give me boxes of that. They, they donate, um, their time. So people in the gym will come in and help train them.
1: Yeah. Right? That's and great.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, and so it's that community and like what better community to be tied in with and, mm-hmm. than, uh, than, than folks. There. And
1: how many trainers do you have working with you? How many people in the gym with you? I have,
0: um, so there's, it, it, it varies because yeah. it's on their
1: schedule. Mm-hmm.
0: I have at least one to three okay. every time.
1: Cool, and it's it's sort of the thing that I can imagine. You know, you're replacing that. Well, in you know, in some in some sense, you're replacing that high that they get from whatever sub- substance they were abusing, with the idea that they can get a good feeling out of a workout. Right? I mean, they can get a, a, a and that and that's a lot more attainable and you know and less <laughs> destructive, obviously. Yeah,
0: and it, it, well, and that's a. Uh, uh it's so and there's a there's a self-efficacy self-efficacy in, re- in recovery or or reinventing yourself is huge right, right. Because, uh, a lot of times we we stay inside this this, this comfort zone and you're going to hear that a lot oh
1: you? yeah absolutely yeah you hear,
0: like comfort zone and, and i always tell them like it's you know you just got to be one degree past you don't have to get too crazy but push yourself a little bit right than where you were before and this shit translates outside It trans what like so if I'll have them bear crawl like 80 feet and, and when and a lot of them will stop short and I'm like it's okay to stop short you can do this but you must finish if you cut corners here you're going to cut corners out there it's the exact same thing your brain doesn't know the difference between stopping at the door for a job interview and I used to do that I I would, right. I would one of the you know cuz I would get clean and then, and then fall off and get clean and then back to the streets and get yeah. back to the streets and a lot of times I'd have this weird enthusiasm like all right man I'm going to get my life together I'm going to do it and then so, I would have a fear that I, when I would show up to a job interview, I put a you know I put a collared shirt on, I put mm-hmm. a tie. I felt uncomfortable as shit in those clothes because it wasn't me.
1: Right, it wasn't, my it wasn't authentic.
0: Recovery is an identity crisis. You
1: yeah, know? yeah.
0: And 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 it wasn't me, and I wasn't prepared to do these things, and I and and I didn't feel worthy. Like I was afraid right when sure. I to the door, those people would judge me that I couldn't talk right or look right, and uh, and that fear prevented me from moving forward. And there's a fear that's uh, attached to going to a gym. And pushing yourself and running for them when somebody says two laughs. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Just one, please. Right? Right. There's a yeah. Of that, that maybe you might not be able to do it. And then when you step into it, when you click into a better version of yourself, you know, it, it translates outside. Absolutely. So if you yeah. can do it here, you can do it there. Do you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, for a few reasons, Grant, because I think uh, in my I, I can totally relate to the fitness side of things. Like I get it. Like I, you know, I, I use it to push through my sort of challenging periods of time. You know, and and I go through cycles of, you know, sometimes I'm really diligent. I'm in the pool, I swim a lot, and I go to you know different you know sort of hit classes like Orange Theory and stuff like that. But I I'm curious, um, you know, because and so I can relate completely to that idea. Like it takes a few weeks of being up at 5 a.m. and you can find all the excuses, but you know, once you're up every day at 5 a.m. for your class, like, you know, it becomes, you know, what you do. It, it is what you do. It is who you are. One one thing that I'm curious about is um for somebody like me who's never experienced addiction, right? Who's never had that sort of and even really, I wouldn't say that I know anybody that close to me um that has had, you know, that kind of experience. Like, how does somebody like me relate to that part of it? Because I'm curious, you know, because I, I want to, I, I think for our listeners in particular, a lot of them, you know, who are listening to podcasts might not, you know, have a really much experience with that. How do you, how does somebody like me relate to that? How, how do I get to know that person who's in your program so that I can really connect to that and feel like I understand it and, you know, maybe want to, you know, contribute and help you, you know, get, you know reach your goals?
0: Here's, here's the, the, the gig. So drug addiction uh, is just a thing. Right? It's, a, it's, just a, it, it's a thing, it's a coping thing, it has very little to do with drugs, very little to do with drugs and everything to do with people, right? Drugs do their job, drugs do exactly what they're supposed to do, they fuck your life up, right? right? They make, and the thing about people that people fail to say about drugs is that they feel really good, man, drugs feel great, right? But it's, the, it's, it's, it's us abusing them, why do we abuse drugs right. and why do we right. do these things? That's very little to do with the drugs and everything to do with people. And and as a, a a person that has never uh, experienced any kind of drug addiction, has at some point in their life, uh, I'm absolutely confident, experience throughout the timeline of their life, had a, had a, had a point where they had a failure to thrive,
1: right? Stuck,
0: okay? okay. Where you where you can't propel yourself forward, where you've had an identity crisis, where you've been through things that you can't navigate your way out of, where you've experienced stuff that you're not that you're not comfortable with, if, if that makes sense, yeah and everybody has their own rock bottom right Yeah. some people's bottom is is different than others and and where, one way that people can relate to uh to like addicts is uh it's just an identity crisis you know men have it in midlife right? <laughs> what are you talking about whatever, whatever. You up, <laughs> i don't know anything
1: about that i don't know anything about that <laughs> midlife
0: crisis just peaking up
1: <laughs> but uh but, uh, Says the guy is about to turn fifty.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen my car?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: but uh, but it's uh, but people, people have. It's an identity crisis, and it's probably one of the most depleting, right? Uh, yeah, identity, especially with with drugs. But like a- anybody can relate that's ever been felt less than, right? Yeah, because it's 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 a there's a stigma attached to drug addiction, like where that I believed. Right. Yeah, yeah. I believed that uh, that I was less than. That's why I wouldn't walk in in the doors that could have changed my life or improved my situation. Sure. Stigma attached to it that I didn't think I was good enough because I'm not challenging myself because I'm not doing this. And any time that you've ever not challenged yourself or knew that you could do better, that's exactly the same thing that that drug addicts feel. If you ever feel like you have a failure to thrive, that you're not pushing yourself to the next to the next level. Yeah. Exact same
1: yeah. So I'd love to hear. I mean, do you have any? Um... You know, good success stories, recent ones that you could share with us. I mean, folks that you know that have really gone through the program and have sort of sort of thrived afterwards.
0: Oh yeah, there's uh the, the two of the girls, like most of the girls in our in our program, and and uh and I'll invite you to the to the graduation. You got to come see. Uh, okay, we I will do a a music video with with the girls. Okay. As uh, at the graduation,
1: you're not gonna have me sing, right?
0: Yeah, most certainly <laughs> <laughs> But uh but no, we do a music video because I mean what's cooler than that?
1: Right And, to, and, and they totally know, relate to it, yeah. And and yeah. they
0: get to have fun and it's and, and again like recovery doesn't have to be about uh all all ill things and reprocessing and
1: navigating our way through old It's just creating new habits. It sounds like it's creating new habits and like you said, a reinvention of yourself. Yeah. And and recreating or or creating a new identity that you feel proud of.
0: Yeah. In in, in, in in growth a growth mindset right mm-hmm. and, and but these girls like most of the girls turn into leaders like that that are they either managing the houses that they're in every just I mean a huge percentage of them have became become the managers of the houses that they're that they're living in or managers of whatever um whatever program
1: sure. In, leaders, sure
0: whatever program that they're in we got one of is a manager at a, at a corner store right now um the, all of them like of course there's some that that, that don't make you're always going to have ones that don't make it, but all of them come back, so you can't take what they learned in in the program mm-hmm. you can't take away from them right they still got it.
1: and they have that personal experience they have that personal feeling of having belonged to something and having succeeded even in whatever whatever context it is and yeah. whatever amount that was that they 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 pushed themselves through that twelve week. Program. Yeah. And, and you do some counseling along the way too. It sounds like you do a combination of both gym and, you know, sort of a discussion or what do you do? I have
0: a, I do like a, I do a wellness class. Right. So I bring people in from the community. And another thing is, is I, I bring a, like, pe- like people that are succeeding in the community to come in and tell their stories. You would be everybody, uh, Brene Brown says it too, is everybody's got a story that'll break your heart. Right. It's how they deal with that story. And, um, a lot of times on the street we feel like as they're on the street and in addiction, we feel it that we're, we're so separate from our community, like it's us against them. They'll never understand. You have no clue that most successful people just have been
1: through some even worse and that's what i was trying to get at is i i really want our listeners to understand that that there's everybody's story as you said you know everybody can tell a heartbreaking story and and some of them end up in you know programs like this or some you know some of them end up unfortunately you know in these you know sort of addiction cycles and some of them don't and you know there's you know i mean you know what for the grace of god go i like you know i mean like i don't know how you know some people make make it through their you know heartbreaking stories but here they are, and then you know you you've got a program to help these folks through what sounds like a really you know challenging situation, and you know to kind of set them in a, in a in a more growth mindset, which is you know hugely positive, and it's something that probably isn't modeled for them wherever they live or where they wherever they're you know they were brought up.
0: Yeah, and 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 uh, and also in the wellness class, we'll go over uh, we'll go over mindfulness, right? Being aware of what we're feeling. Um, and being able to process things and understanding like a lot of times we we relapse uh because so we're acting on a feeling that we have right and it's okay to have feelings you should be sad. right
1: you, you should, should yeah
0: have anxiety i tell them all the time i'm like dude if you're driving a car and the check engine light comes on you better pull over and check the engine something's gonna blow later do you know what i mean or you can sharpie it out and pretend it never happened
1: or just turn the radio up so you don't hear that sound. Yeah, just turn yeah. that shit up, man. <laughs> but eventually, it's gonna blow. Yeah, your engine's gonna blow. I, I'm so supposed to pull up. that over. I'm supposed to pull over when that happens. Oh crap. So you're I have to pull over. <laughs> oh crap. Such a drug <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what it is. Yeah. like The light comes on.
0: A light comes on, and it's indicating that you need to check under the hood. Uh, drugs is is like sharpening it out and pretending it didn't happen, or turning the radio up and pretending you don't hear that click. Yeah. Right? There's, yeah. Uh, we, when we feel anxiety. Right when we feel nervous, when we feel upset or sad, there's a reason. Right, we have to we have to allow it to come in. We have to process it, mm-hmm. or else, or else we have, we're gonna have yeah. an inability to process yeah. things in the future, and that's why it's so difficult.
1: And you're, you, know. yeah, these are tools that they they have to have in their kit. They have to have these toolkit in their toolkit to be able to manage through their life without going yeah. back to that crutch. Yeah. Because like you said, the drugs do what they're supposed to do, which is to remove them from the reality that they're experiencing and mm-hmm. try to and really dull those, you know, sort of feelings that their emotions that they're just not doing, not dealing with directly.
0: Yeah, they do their job and they do it well.
1: Yeah. I'm curious, are, are there ways that we can help? I mean, do you take, is it like donation based? I mean, do we, you have like a fundraiser type of thing? What do you guys do?
0: So we probably should and I probably should be on. Uh, we've, we've managed to just uh, to just fly by by the seat of our. I just I train them. The gym donates the uh, the, the memberships. Uh, people come volunteer their time. Okay, and help me train. the uh, The graduation it costs, uh, you know, fifteen hundred to a couple thousand, depending on how much the video is, depending
1: on what yeah. you
0: do there. But um, those I sell shirts, and I'm a terrible, terrible
1: business. <laughs> I'm giving more away know and
0: someone's like dude you should probably try to make money i'm like i'm trying man I'm
1: well trying. not so much make money but just make it so that you're you know the, the 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 program sustains itself and so you have some some uh you know some funding so that you can do other things and do outreach yeah. maybe i don't know do you have to f- how do you find your um your students i guess i'm I gonna go, call I them go students.
0: either crossroads or mm-hmm. um the life, life changes inc or mm-hmm. and then we're gonna reach out to step two and yeah they, they yeah just uh they
1: just, they just. They find work.
0: you. By the time the graduation comes, there's another list of girls that are messaging me from different groups mm-hmm. that want to come in. So it just everything kind of just happens. The last graduation, uh, if it wasn't for Paul McKenzie, oh, okay, uh, Councilman Paul McKenzie gave a, a an awesome donation that helped us do that.
1: Okay, great. Well, I think um, you know, when you get that set up, you know, we'll make sure that we'll uh, push it out to the Reno dads community because I know that a lot of folks would be really interested in that. Um. That's a really, yeah, you know, it's a phenomenal project. It, it just sounds incredible. I know, I mean, I know that people are going to be really interested and in, can they find it on the web if we we put a link out there or um, how do we do that? How do we get It's on it's on Facebook. Okay. So I have a Facebook okay. page. Okay. Rising
0: Grand
1: Reno. All right, well we'll we'll make sure that we link to that on the on the Reno dads page. And then the other project um if you want to do we want to talk about the Karma box. I mean, how do yeah. you how do you feel about that? I'm 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 curious about that one too. I don't know a whole lot about it.
0: So the Karma box project is uh it's um I'm going to try to sum it up. So what we do is I was, I was a project uh, d- developed programs at, um, at life, the life change center, which is different from life changes. The life change center. And it's a medically assisted treatment center. Okay. And I developed, uh, and that's, that's for people that are in recovery from heroin, pill, you know, any kind of opioid. And, uh, and I developed a program for them called the Spartan program, where we take people that are in recovery and, and get them volunteering in, into the community. One thing about, uh, People in recovery is because we get clean and we're like, all right, man. So, so we're clean. Uh, and, now what? Yeah. Dude, so, what do we do now? And, uh, and 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 a lot of people fail because they don't have a purpose, right? Our whole our whole grind has been trying to get high. Everything we do was behind right. getting high, and then you stop getting high, and you don't have a purpose. And one day, one way to integrate yourself back into the community is to is to volunteer. And so we would, I would set up volunteer situations where we would go. We worked with Westcare when when they were out here, and we would paint houses for them we went to the empowerment center and we paint
1: rooms yep, for them yep. we do
0: different things volunteering in the community and uh and then through that I we came up with an idea to uh that where we would do these things called karma boxes and we got the idea from library you know the library oh
1: boxes, sure you know? yeah yeah
0: and uh but that doesn't really serve our population right you yeah like, yeah it, I, it's good to read um
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good to read but but uh, if you if you're an addict you probably should be doing more than reading and and um wait, let me back up it's it 's very good to read, but uh as addicts and people on the street um we need more than just than just books sometimes yeah right? and so in so what I would do with our guys that are in recovery is I would have them build a box, we would take this box, and I would get the i I pitched it to Home Depot, and Home Depot just gives me all the material i need and uh and so the the addicts would build the box, the recovering addicts would build the box and I would give it to artists. Artists will paint the box. Reno's a town. I mean,
1: Oh, so many many artists. artists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No uh, matter of fact, the first, uh, first artist was Emily Reed. Oh, yeah. I adore her. Yeah. Yeah, She's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah.
0: So Emily, uh, painted the first box and then every box after that, I just give to her. She finds an artist to paint it. And then, and then I, uh, give it to an agency. So you have, and then the agency will put it in front of their, uh, place of business, whether it's hopes, hopes has one in front of their, uh the Ridge House has one in front of there. Um, the, the or stores like Gourmet has one in front of it. The Public Defender's box, our office has a box up there, and uh, and what um, what it does is it is is we we fill it with non-perishable food items, uh, socks or tampons or gloves can go in there, yep. caps can go in there, uh, and if it's you know summer water and and anybody that needs from it can take from it. And more than the people taken from it, it's the people that give to it, right? It's, right. It's, it's a weird way of people that, um, and that's the same thing with recovery. Sometimes we get overwhelmed thinking like, all right, man, I just want to recover right now. I want to get everything back that i lost. lost. Um, and people that want to donate their time or volunteer are like, shit, do I got to make soup?
1: Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so much
0: involved, but there really isn't. All you got to do is take a bar or a pair of freaking socks, dude. Put it in a box, and you just gave back, and you like accepted this. You know, you took on a little bit of civic responsibility, right. in a small
1: way, like just a small improvement. And these are just little boxes that are out in the community that people can kind of yeah. give and give and take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many do you have out there? Uh, do you think we
0: have eight out mm-hmm. right
1: now? Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there's seven, eight out right now. Seven being painted, and uh, well, uh, seven that are already painted, just waiting to be set, and then
1: and then four that are out. Being so I have right? I have a fundraising idea for you. Okay. You should auction that.
0: Dude so listen, you you and Pat, like my one of my uh one of my partners is is uh is Pat Cashel. All right. He was like, dude, why don't you auction this? And I I
1: I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, people would pay for the right, (laughs) people would pay for the right to have that or to fund it or somehow, and then all of that money, I mean, because you're already getting a lot of the material and labor Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, sort of donated, which is great. Yeah. Right? I mean, just auction them off in a way that you can then use that as a fundraiser for the program. I mean, I'm I'm not a, you know, I mean... I'm not a smart man but you know I I know about fundraising I do, but I do know what Jenny <laughs> Jenny Jen- <laughs> So I think anyway I'm, I it seems like there would be it would be an interesting thing to do anyway something to think about Yeah yeah it, it, I know you you probably have so Um yeah
0: I I I just I, I get so for, I wish
1: I need somebody to. You need a business manager I need for this a thing. Business man. Well, yeah. because you've got the you've got the drive and you've got the ideas and you've got the energy to kind of implement, right? I mean, mm-hmm. part of these things, you know, the thing that is interesting to me, I mean, to hear and you know to kind of hear it firsthand and having read a little bit about the programs online and you know because I think you've gotten some you know some nice uh, press coverage um is that you know this is not it's not so much that it's not sustainable it is as long as you have the energy to do it but it's yeah. not necessarily scalable i mean Reno's not a big city per se but it, you know, the pro the programs that you're you're um you're talking about and that you're implementing you know they could they could they could impact a lot more they could reach a lot mm-hmm. even more if we had i mean but the only way we do that is if we clone you yeah. versus, you know, going out and saying, "Hey, why don't we raise some money, get a bit of a program, not so much a staff, but, you know, get a little bit more, you know, sort of heft behind it and then you can maybe, you know, scale it a little bit." I I don't know. That's, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a business consultant that, you know, at heart, so that's kind of what yeah. I look at and I'm like, "How do we scale something like that or how do we turn that without having to replicate you?"
0: I I think that would be brilliant. And, I, and I've uh I've had a mentor, uh Dias Dixon, mm-hmm. was a was a, was a mentor and still is. And uh and he um he says, you know, mentioned that uh I just haven't had the, the time to implement it, lean that, lean that way or do anything in that, but I, and it's, it's like he told me, he was like, uh, phalan- you know, giving has a half life and if you don't make it sustainable, eventually it'll, it'll end. And he was like, you're doing, and he, you know, he said that you're doing the people a disservice if you if you don't make it sustainable.
1: Right. I think that's the thing that I, I mean, without necessarily having, the, you know, I don't know what the half-life is on some of these things, but I, you know, I know that, you know, it's only as far as you can reach and as far as you have the energy to do it, which is obviously, you know, extensive, right? I mean, you're, you're clearly invested in this and I can see the passion that you are bringing to it. I can hear it. And I think that there's, you know, something to be said for how do you turn that into something that will sustain itself? Because I think the program sound fantastic. They do. I mean, they reach an audience, they reach, you know, a group of people that are hard to reach, you know, in many ways. And even with great city programs or other, you know, sort of, you know, programs that, you know, might try to do some of these things, you're taking a really um interesting approach to the problem. And you've, you know, created something that has its own little, you know, ecosystem, you know, around the karma box. And then again, you know, with, you know, with the rise and grind. So I just, I, you know, I'm curious, to, you know, see where this goes because I, I would love to hear more about. It. Maybe we'll check in with you in a couple months and see how things are going. I guess um, your karma box is also on Facebook. How do we get a hold of you guys there? We're actually doing the Facebook page right now. Oh, cool.
0: You know what? What I what I found is I think that things fall into place when when you need them. Yeah. Fall into place, and that's just that's how I operate. Like, I, and I. Like with uh, like with the volunteers, I you know you don't never ask for volunteers; they just present. They just show and up. I needed them, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and with like the boxes, there was one time where I you know there was I, I needed more boxes. People were asking for boxes, and then this uh, actually Emily's dad.
1: Oh, cool. Emily's yeah. dad, yeah.
0: Mike Reed uh, was you know said he'd build some boxes for us, and he built me like eight of them, dude. People really come together, and I and I'm and I'm confident that when it's that time to make that shift, mm-hmm. like, but I I really needed you know money to, for the last graduation i didn't know how i was gonna do it i'm still i move forward we'll figure it out yeah but uh, i set a deadline and just grind to it and uh and uh and then and out of nowhere paul mckenzie's like hey man you know i'm gonna help you out
1: that's so great it, and
0: yeah. it's just I, I i think things like that will happen it's not a sustainable business plan well yeah. hopefully it happens man yeah hopefully it falls into place but but so far i think it's been, it's been leaning that way and I'm pretty confident that uh, this, I'm a, we'll partner with somebody or somebody will come in and be like, Hey dude, let me, yeah. let me help you. I yeah. think that that's just the way the cosmos work, man. You put out enough, uh, positive.
1: Well, that isn't that the idea behind karma in the first place?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: He's fine. Um, we, we have, uh, <laughs> that's your son, right? That's he, my son. Yeah. That's my so, okay. So R- Roman just, uh, Roman just left the studio. Um, so tell me, um, what has this meant to you as a dad like what what do you think th- i mean cuz i i think there's a dad aspect to this that i'm really curious about too i mean the programs that you're involved in you know being really upfront and open uh, about your you know previous addiction and things like that i think you know how does that sort of play in your family uh, dynamic
0: so um i think it's real important that, that so when when i was when when roman was uh being born right i was Smoking meth in the bathroom uh, of, of the delivery room. I was homeless at the time, and I was smoking meth in the bathroom of the delivery room. I was doing pills still. I was not at that time, but I wasn't shooting. I was shooting heroin. I was an IV user. And, uh, and up until um, about four years ago, Roman's only seen me homeless drug addict. He's 10 years old, so I mean, for the first portion of his life, he's only seen his dad come and go with a backpack on they would drive by me um I would see them every once because I was uh, on the street I had a backpack that I would load everything up in and every once in a while when I'm walking from one location to the next I would see uh <laughs> see my kids drive by because I wanted to stay in the neighborhood because every once in a while I'd get to visit my sons and uh and and I think there's a like you can't un they can't unsee that right experience that and right. they saw me go to jail and and they, they got letters from me when I was locked up and they see me go up and down and spiral out of control. And they, they, unfortunately, they had to see the cops come get me a couple of times. I was, I was a very, very bad drug addict. And, um, but the, the caveat is, is that they get to see me achieve now Right. Win, right. Know? And they get to see me, um, propel forward. Uh, Roman, when I was, uh, when I used to get locked up a lot, right, I would, uh, I call, I call, the, I call the house and, uh, you know, when you get the free call, I call the house and like, Yeah. Hey, put the kids on, put the kids
1: Yeah, on the yeah.
0: my ex-wife and she put, uh, Roman on the phone and, and Roman would be, and I'd be like, you know, and he'd be like, dad, where you going, dad? When you coming home, dad? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm um, locked up again. But after a few years of this crap, right. When you call him, they're just like, Hey, what's up, dad? And I'm like, I'm going to jail again. And they're like, all right, well, I guess I'll just, uh. See you want to see
1: it? Well, they become sort of inured, inured to it. They don't even.
0: Uh... Dad's going to jail again, and uh, and there was one time ever since I could remember, Roman said he he always said he wanted to be a cop, and one of my friends asked him why he wanted to be a cop, and he was like, "Well, so I can get you out of jail." Wow. So, things that you do like shape him, and it's cool that he wants to be a cop. This is.
1: Cool. Yeah, no, I think it, I mean sure.
0: But uh, but it but like things that were happening to me then shape you know can shake him up. And then if you, if you know, the other day he told me that he wanted to be like me and I'm like, why is that? And he's like, because you help people.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, there's a the turnaround. So well, I mean, well, we, ha- we're going to run out of time here on this episode, but I think we're going to have to kind of continue the conversation. I think, cause it's a really interesting thing. I, I mean, I think from the fatherhood perspective, I mean, you probably have a really, um, unique perspective on what it means to sort of really reclaim that. And I, you know, I'm sort of, uh, I think maybe we'll, I, I'd, like, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Maybe we'll come back in in a couple of weeks and we can kind of continue the conversation. Because I think the programs you've, you're working with and, you know, that you've created out of, it sounds like out of your own imagination are fantastic. They sound like they have an impact. They have a real, you know, they have a real sort of vision for them. You know, I'd, I'd love to, you know, sort of make sure that our, our listeners are, are hearing about that. Maybe we'll come back in and we'll talk some more about, you know, the, the sort of impact on fatherhood. Because I, I think part of our discussion in the Reno dads community is really to sort of bring in all different types of perspectives on fatherhood. We, 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 you know, we really believe strongly that there's no right way to be a dad, right? There's a lot of different ways to do it. There are a lot of wrong ways to do it, <laughs> but there's no right way either. And so, um, you know, really, you know, Getting that perspective from somebody like you, it just sounds like we might, you know, even we, we're thinking about, you know, how we're going to engage the community in, in more, you know, conversation around the around the topics, you know, that yeah. w- that we care about. Well, thank you very much for coming in. This has been great. I I, I was really interested in the programs. I, I know we have a lot more to talk about, but I think we'll, you know, we'll we'll have to save that for a, a, a later episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks so much, Grant. You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on RenoDads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by Renodads.com and click on contact us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Renodads and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll join us here for our next episode and we'll see you online at renodads.com.